0: it's education tuesdays on eva talks my guest today has created a lifestyle with a conscience she was born in bolivia lives in miami and is a self-proclaimed vegan yogi social entrepreneur adventure seeker animal lover that promotes an ethical way of living valeria Welcome to Eva Talks.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Eva. Very excited to be. Here.
0: <laughs> I'm most excited. I followed you on Instagram and I think that what you're doing is incredible in educating people. That's why I thought that it would be fantastic for you to be um, you know, in, in the podcast and and share a little bit of what you do and what you believe in. So Thank you. If you see her Instagram profile, right. you will notice that, you know, she's very attractive, long hair. Mm-hmm. She looks great, fantastic body. Must be the yoga or the, you know, or the jeans. We're not sure. Great style of fashion. But what you wouldn't know is that she was working in private banking three years
1: ago. Yeah, um, three and a half years ago. It's been full time three and a half years. So.
0: so if I go to your Instagram profile and see the ethical fashion, the ethical travel. You with your free-spirited, those pictures of you standing upside down, I would say, no way, this is not a banker. I mean, even now, but I, I can see it. Yeah. But I'm sure those banking years help you in oh your God, yes. in your life.
1: Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's, it's been a, a quite a journey. And I think the banking was supposed to happen in my life because that led me to entrepreneurship and understanding spreadsheets and numbers and for anything in life, even like how to... Have a save savings account, or right. something like that, like everything, and it guided me tremendously, and it sort of right. reshaped my personality too.
0: So you were working the crazy hours. You had yes. the fantastic job with all the perks, um, and you write in your blog that you felt lost.
1: Yeah, um, I for me it was right after college. I jumped into this banking career. So I was an intern. The day that I graduated, I got offered a full-time position. So there was no saying no for me, especially as um, an undergrad. The minute that I graduated, they offered me this crazy salary and bonus. Mm -hmm. And that's how it started. So it's called the golden handcuffs for a reason. So it started with the salary and then the bonus and then the crazy VIP perks, like VIP tickets to tennis matches and the heat games. And I started getting wrapped in this world that was very material, very tangible, and slowly I started getting lost. And I I lost the connection with my soul. And the minute that I felt that, um, obviously, things like depression came into my life. And um, those are things that you can't talk with anyone. So I couldn't tell my family what I was going through. And um, then I just had to sit down and realize what I wanted to do with my life. And that's how my blog started. I I needed to vent. I needed to connect with like-minded human beings and sort of put my emotions and thoughts in writing. But it's incredible that you were
0: able to identify the situation. There are many people that have been lost (laughs) for many years and don't even notice it. Or you are unable to do something. I mean, I can speak of experience, my own experience that there were, you know, moments that were very tough in my career and, you know, you were very brave because you left your job, you, lo- you left your security, you became a certified yoga teacher and a vegan chef, <laughs> and uh, you changed your life, which I am sure you probably left all your friends and family saying like, what happened to her? Yeah. <laughs>
1: It, it wasn't easy. Um, I was a pre- I was in the banking industry for five years. So yeah. I think the first three ones, I really enjoyed it because I was a newbie. I was discovering this world. And then by the fourth, I started analyzing my decisions, and I realized that I wanted to explore the world, and I didn't want to be in like surrounded by walls all day and in this stressful industry and very greedy industry. And um, I have been analyzing the decision of quitting for so long, like months of just sitting down and realizing what I wanted to do with my life. And I guess as human beings, we have that fear that I was postponing that decision. I was like, okay, I'm not ready yet. Maybe tomorrow. And then that tomorrow came after tomorrow. And I think it was two years that I was thinking about it and I never really got the guts to do it until that moment hits where it was like the, the only decision that I could make in order to save myself and to save my future and my happiness. And that's that's how it started. It was just one day I got to work, got promoted, like I was sharing with you now, and um, it clicked right there. It clicked. When they offered me the promotion, I was like, this is it. If I take this, it's another five years of banking, another five years of frustra- frustration, depression. And um, I had the choice of either either leaving that behind and started a new life, or um, just staying there and not moving at all. And that's when I decided to leave it behind. You have been definitely a
0: driving force in the eco-friendly travel and ethical fashion. And um, I think that's very interesting because you even put, um, you know, fake eyelashes (laughs) that are eco-friendly. And I'm like, wait, where are those? And, you know, I just saw your trip to Peru you were in the Amazon in the Amazon yeah I mean I saw this this video of you with a zip line and you have to go to oh that was Peru yeah that yeah,
1: was yeah Peru. there was another place
0: yeah uh, that was on the Amazon, no, so no, Amazon no, no. but I mean but I saw the zip line and I'm like well I, I don't think I'm staying there thank <laughs> you Valeria for <laughs> reminding me that I have vertigo issues <laughs> you know you you've been definitely that driving force and social media has given you that platform and yeah. digital has given you that platform but what? How have you been able to engage with this audience?
1: It was hard. So at the beginning, after I quit banking, um, this hobby of mine, the blogging, transformed into what I thought could become my career. So at the beginning, it was just me writing about what I was feeling, what I was going through, um, what I was finding online, because it was a lot of research. I was reading a lot about veganism, about sustainable fashion, and. Not only about those two topics, but also how every single action that I was taking as a human was impacting our planet. And the more I read about it, the more I wanted to share that with the world. Because I think as human beings, we're lazy and we don't like to read that much. Mm -hmm. And um, I was spending hours on my computer finding this knowledge and information. And I wanted to summarize it and give it to the world in little pieces that they could digest and sort of act and um that's that's what i did for the first i think year and a half it was just me writing and traveling with pennies that i had in my in my bank account Mm -hmm. until my platform grew and then i could start working with sponsors
0: right because the monetization is always an issue yes right because you are a storyteller but as any storyteller you need to get paid and you need to pay your bills so (laughs) you know but i imagine that you have a fantastic relationship with your followers and the people that are in your network. Yeah. Um, and so can you share with us like maybe a story of somebody who wrote you and who touched your heart in a way? I
1: I think that's the most rewarding thing of being not a blogger. I don't call myself a blogger. I call myself an influencer because you're putting out words and stories into the world that are going to impact others. Like you get, you have worldwide reach. Right. And for me, that was, um, the main thing that I wanted to focus on. I wanted to be as transparent, authentic, as honest as mm-hmm. possible with my readers so that we could connect. I wanted to establish our relationship, even though I didn't meet them in person or I never hugged them or anything. And, um, the minute that what i was pouring out into the world started paying back was when i started receiving um, texts and emails from people thanking me for what i posted or how um, that they read me on a daily basis and what i was sharing was changing the way they view life and how they change their lifestyles or i even got some emails of people that quit their jobs because they read my story (laughs) and they were trying to recreate themselves and like those things made my day, even until today, like I, I take the time to read the comments and the DMs and um, I'm just thankful because their words are beautiful. And the way that I saw it was not me as an influencer, them as an audience, but I felt that they were holding my hand throughout the good and the bad times. So we right. were traveling this together and we're in this journey together until today. So let's talk about fashion. Sure.
0: So I think my closet is the wrong example (laughs) because, you know, Valeria arrived today and she's wearing everything you're wearing, you know, the shoes, the jeans, the top, everything is eco-friendly. Many people are like, you know, I go maybe shopping to the mall or I, you know, go online and, you know, do I have time to look at a tag? Do I have time to research for where the brands are and, and, and why should I do it?
1: That's the thing. Um, Fashion is the second most polluting industry after oil, and I think that's something I didn't know this three years ago. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I tell people when we talk about fashion: just realize that you have a big responsibility with every piece and every fashion piece that you're buying. So for me, it was that it was research; it was spending hours on the computer looking for this information, and then transferring that knowledge onto my audience so that they could read it in very simplified ways and understand what was going on. So the number one thing, um, I don't shop, I don't go to shopping malls Mm because you can't find these brands in shopping malls. They're not out yet. And um, hopefully in the future, they'll be everywhere. Just as a disclaimer, I mean, what
0: you're wearing right now, many people have this idea that it's more expensive, but your jeans
1: are how much? Yeah, so we were we were talking about that finding the right balance when it right. comes to prices. Obviously, um sustainable fashion prices are a bit higher than regular and ordinary fashion prices. But the jeans that I have right now are made with organic cotton and non-toxic dyes, and they are between sixty and like a hundred dollars. Um, The top that I'm wearing is biodegradable and it's made of banana fiber and organic cotton and this one I think ranges around the 200s and the shoes, um, their booties made of recycled fishing nets and I think they're around 100, 120. So it all depends. Like I always tell people if you have a budget find the right balance, reuse things. Um, Maybe you go, I also love vintage shopping. So I go to vintage um, stores and I buy like jean jackets that are really old and then I paint them myself. And those are like, what, 20 bucks? Like you get a jean jacket that is old, reused. And um, that's the balance I tell people. So reuse something and then get something new or swap it with your friends and then buy that, those shoes, biodegradable shoes that you like that maybe are out of your budget but just find the right balance for you and then realize the impact that you're having on the planet.
0: Because this is this is not what you promote, it's a lifestyle change. Yeah, it is. It's like, you know, gluten-free. Or <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, you know, Many people adopt changes when it affects their bodies, yeah. but this is really affecting...
1: Everyone, as everyone. a whole. Mm-hmm.
0: So we need to really be conscious of that. What do you think that most people
1: are most afraid of? Because I think that sometimes people are afraid of change. Yes, that's enough. Yeah, of completely. I think we're afraid of change in every sense of the word, and especially if we've been raised to believe a certain way, and if we've been educated all the way from the, the way our parents raised us to college and school, and we've been taught think, to do things a certain way. And then you get to today, and you're realizing that everything you were taught it's sort of wrong like we did it without thinking about the consequences in the future so for me it was it was it was that it was understanding that i had to reset my brain and start thinking differently and not only about myself that it wasn't all about my ego but it was also about the way that I'm affecting others, like people around me, how I'm affecting nature, how my, my words, it's an entire lifestyle. That's what I tell people. So you'll be reshaping the way you think, the way you eat, the way you talk, the way you love, the way you see life, it's, it's an entire thing and it's all energy in a way too. So it, its you get to inspire others with your energy. Right, and so where do you shop? How does it work? Okay, for me, I'm an influencer, which means that I get free stuff a lot. Okay, fine, disclaimer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But usually um, I also like to, whenever I find something that I truly love, especially when I travel, when I travel, I think it's when I shop the most um, because I get to discover brands that usually you don't find online. And these are ethical and handmade brands and um, eco-friendly, they're just very unique. So usually it's when I travel. And when I'm home... um, googling I start finding a lot of little brands that I want to support and the best ways to do it is either by spending a few hours on online and typing biodegradable fashion sustainable fashion eco-friendly fashion or following bloggers. so I have a lot of friends that are also in the sustainable fashion world and we sort of change advices on which brands we like and which brands we should support and um, that's usually how I do it
0: so you just mentioned three different types of clothing Yes. So share with us like our dictionary. Oh, yes, labels. So, yes, what does each mean?
1: Labels are so important. I guess the the first thing I would recommend is watching the True Cost. The True Mm -hmm. Cost film teaches you so much about fur trade practices and why the label fur trade is so important. So, fur trade means that the hands that are making your product are getting paid a fair wage and they're provided with humane working conditions, health insurance, and just I don't know, a a safe environment to work at. And um, that to me is very important, because nowadays in Bangladesh, they're getting paid less than $2 a day to produce whatever we're wearing. Um, Another one, biodegradable, it means that it gets to decompose. So usually natural fibers get to decompose very easily. Um, So for example, organic cotton, banana fiber, anything that's made from nature, actually, it's biodegradable. Mm um another one that i would recommend sustainable it means that it's sustainable or eco-friendly it has our planet in mind and usually people in mind too um, what else vegan there's this is so important we get to read vegan leather when it comes to shoes and purses but usually vegan leather has plastic so uh, as long as it's not leather they're calling it vegan leather because the vegans can use it but it has plastic and it It has PVC. So that's something that we need to be aware of because obviously that's not biodegradable and it takes years to decompose up to 500 or more years. So that's something that I always tell people, look for actual natural biodegradable leather and you can find it nowadays in pineapple leather, Pinatex, which is amazing. They have apple leather, mushroom leather, um, natural tree resin. Like there's so many options in the market nowadays.
0: It's incredible.
1: Yeah. You see why I invited her to the podcast
0: (laughs) because she knows so much, but you've done all the research and I think that's very important. What are the challenges now in terms of making sure that people don't feel alienated by this conversation?
1: It's, I think there's a lot of information out there and people get overwhelmed. So it's just what I tell them, start changing with tiny baby steps on a daily basis. For example, start by switching your toothbrush to a bamboo one. Like that's super important. You're getting rid of the plastic and you're adding something eco-friendly and then see how that feels. And once you start brushing your teeth with a bamboo toothbrush, it's going to make you smile. So the next morning you're going to swap your your coffee for organic and rainforest certified coffee. And that's like little things like that that start reshaping your lifestyle and your habits. And then it becomes a routine. So then you don't have to doubt anymore. Like it's something that just comes from your soul and you want to do it and um and then conscious consumerism becomes a habit
0: right let's talk about your travels
1: yeah my favorite part
0: can't keep up (laughs) i have to tell you um you're going to bali
1: yes i'm going to um patagonia Patagonia. in october yeah next month and then bali in november so how does it work and how did it come along and Tell us everything. It was it was crazy because when I started my blog as a hobby, the blog started, it was all about fashion, vegan fashion, not even sustainable fashion because I didn't know what it meant three years ago, like three and a half years ago. So when I started writing about it, then I started sort of researching more and finding new things and then it started sh- changing the focus and then I found this eco-friendly hotel in Costa Rica, which was the first one that I reviewed. And they wanted to work with me. And I think I only had like 3,000 followers at that time. So they're like, come visit us, promote our eco-friendly hotel. I went there. I spent four or five days in this paradise, like solar panels, organic garden, vegan food, um, holistic where, where therapies. Is this thing? Aslepios. It's called okay. Aslepios and Alajuela. It's beautiful. And... Um, after that, I was I was like obsessed with the place. I loved it. And just the feeling that I got by staying there for a few days made me want to focus on eco-friendly travel because comparing it to my previous experiences in resorts, five-star resorts or whatever star resorts that you stayed at, it wasn't the same. Like every time I traveled to different resorts, even as a banker, I would get home exhausted. And this trip, even though it was a work-related trip because I had to promote it and post it on my social media and write about it, from the therapies to the customer service to the way people treated me to like breathing pure air 24-7, made me recharge in another way. In another, it was, it was just magical. So after that trip, um, I decided to focus on eco-friendly travel. And after that one, I didn't stop. So the next <laughs> month was Guatemala and then Nicaragua, Panama. And I started going to all these different places. Is there a favorite? Yes, I have. I have a lot of it. <laughs> it all depends on the type of adventure, but that one that, that you were talking about the zip lining one in Peru I'm an adventurous person, I love oh, adrenaline. I can, I can see that.
0: I mean, <laughs> when you put it in your bio, you're not kidding. Yeah. I mean, she's all the way up there, and uh. You had to go to the bathroom or, I mean, every time you left your bedroom, you had to get the zip line? No, 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 no. no. Oh, thank God. No, I would I would have died. So it
1: was scary because I didn't know what to expect. Like I saw this hotel on Instagram probably like two years prior to traveling and I put it in my bucket list. And one day I was in Peru for a wedding, actually, and I wasn't planning on traveling through Peru. And... I just woke up the next morning after the wedding i was like i'm staying here for another week i'm gonna make this happen and i traveled by myself and i remember calling the hotel to book my room and they were like are you insane people reserve their their rooms with like six months in advance or calling 24 hours advance. <laughs> but for my luckily they had a room and i was crazy because i remember i got there with my converse and like just a sweater and people were dressed in like Patagonia gear and their under armor and like their GoPros and they were ready to climb the wall. And I was ready, according to the tour guide, I was ready to go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I don't know what you were thinking, but it was a beautiful experience. We climbed um that beautiful mountain, like all the way up for about two hours. Wow. Yeah, it was like a long climb. It was an hour and a half, two hours. You got to see the sunset, which was magical and then you get to this bubble, because it's actually like a bubble that is hanging from the cliff, and um, you have dinner in the kitchen. It's like the mothership, I called it. They have a bubble that is a kitchen, and then three bubbles that hang there are the rooms. You have to climb to your room again. So after dinner, you have to put your helmet, your harness, and then climb back up and then once you're in your room, it's it's beautiful because you open the curtains and you get to see the stars at night and wake up with a beautiful sunrise looking at sacred, uh, the sacred valley, Allí Sagrado. And then um, you spend the night there. You have a toilet. It's all eco-friendly too, so there's like a system. And you have to zip line the way, all the way down. So it's about an hour of zip lining through different lines. An hour. <laughs> yes. yes.
0: I don't know. I yeah. only did that zip line uh, once in my life because I have very low issues. Yeah. And I got stuck in the middle <laughs> of the line and uh, it was well, a that, very that, romantic rescue, <laughs> but I have to say, I don't want to do it again.
1: That <laughs> happened to me too, because it, it's all up your weight. Like it depends on the weight. Yeah, but so you stuck in the middle. Where was
0: the other person? I mean, did oh, you no, he, he, he had ah. to like come and push yeah. me because I got stuck
1: in the middle Oh my seat. goodness.
0: But I think it speaks volumes. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that people are listening to us and they're like, well, I want her job. <laughs> <laughs> uh but there you know not everything is pretty oh no, no and no, no, no. so you you present yourself in a very in a great way very very elegant and very intelligent and educated and and, and you share your soul but not everything is
1: No, it's been it's been a journey like with everything in life. And this is something that I always try to share with my readers just to be as real as possible and understand that we're humans and humans go through different emotions and it's okay. We just have to feel them and embrace them and then try to make the best of it. And for me, it happened like that. I went from being a banker and having whatever I wanted to have to quitting it all to chase my blogging career and starting from zero, which meant that I lost everything and I had to struggle for a year and a half and pretty much sleep on my mom's couch for eight months. And then once I had built my audience, it started growing. But ever since I started my blog, I've worked way more than I've worked as a banker. The only difference is that I love what I do. And it honestly, I start working the minute that I open my eyes and then I stop working the minute that I close them. So it's it's something that, I don't know, I love it so much that I I, I never realize how much I'm working. And in a way, it's beautiful, but also I something that I've had to learn is to find a balance and um, know when to stop. Because whenever I'm traveling, I'm always on my phone promoting the, the hotels, taking videos, taking pictures. And people don't get to see that because they just look at my videos and they're right. like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Yes, like, I want to be there. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And um, now I have a team, thankfully, and even the, the, the girl that works with me and travels with me, she saw how much I work. She's like, wow, I never, like, I've been following for a while. I never imagined that there was so much work behind the scenes. And if you're not motivated enough, people get tired because I, I have a lot of friends that started a blog and then they realized how much you have to work to get to where you want to get and to reach your audience and they stopped. Right. So it's it's a discipline, and with anything in life. But if you love what you do, it's it's beautiful. It's you beauty. you get to create magic.
0: And you know this takes me to a quote that I read from your website. It says, "I fully understand that life is about finding the right balance, yeah. making time for yourself and the things you love, and about making conscious decisions that have a positive impact." Have you achieved this peace of mind?
1: Yeah, it's. Yes, and yes in a few aspects of my life, no in others. So I've achieved a blissfulness that I didn't have before where I get to wake up and actually love being alive. Before, I wasn't. I was too frustrated with my life. And um, it's also a type of happiness because I know that I'm doing something good and I'm I'm sort of opening people's minds and, and eyes and helping them achieve a life that they're actually proud of. But at the same time, now my biggest struggle is finding that balance because from blogger, I became an entrepreneur and we're launching an application like I mentioned and I'm also writing my book and there's just a lot of things on the table. And on top of that, I also want to be human. Like I want to spend time with my family. I want to spend time with my friends. So for me, the biggest struggle has been able to find the right balance between all that and not feel guilty whenever I say no. Yeah, that that has been my biggest struggle, not to feel guilty whenever I tell people, you know what, like, I'm exhausted. I just want to be by myself, like, I want to be home. And, um, or tell them, no, I can't because I'm traveling or just finding the right balance between giving love and also giving love to myself, which is very important. your journey has been about
0: accepting yourself. Yeah. We need to be more acceptance of of each other. I mean, there are people that expect us to live our lives like they imagine that we should live it. Yeah and it is not it's not what makes all of us happy and you know what you say is very true you embracing so many projects and so many things and you want to grow because at the end of the day you have it in you i mean you didn't go to become a private banker because you don't have the drive (laughs) and you didn't make it to where you are today because you didn't have the drive so you have the drive so how do we control the drive and it's not easy i mean But I think that you have all the skills necessary to make this happen. (laughs) Many is just to take a break and say, okay, you know what? It's okay. Everything that I'm doing is fine. People, relax. If I don't post every single day, don't miss me.
1: That was the biggest lesson. Like Now I take breaks. Every month I take a three to five day break from social media where I just focus on myself. And I, I tell the people that follow me straight, like, I'm like, you know what? I'm traveling here and I won't be posting for five days because this is about me. I need to recharge so I can give you guys more. If not, um, I'm draining myself. And then that was one of the biggest lessons I learned this year so i
0: imagine that keeping with your friends and a dating life is not easy
1: no <laughs> okay <laughs> Just that's saying. a million a of question that i get all the time i is, am sure
0: that most people would think or would tell you i'm sure you're going to meet somebody in one of these strips right yeah it's like when you're going to a wedding and they tell yeah. you you're going to meet somebody at the wedding and then they sit you with the most awkward people possible <laughs> well yeah. you know who knows
1: yeah. it is like that but um my i think That was another thing that I struggled with this year, Um, people accepting your lifestyle. So I travel a lot and not everyone can keep up with that. And um, that's something that I'm not ready to give up either because I love traveling and I love discovering and exploring these amazing places and connecting with different cultures. So for me, it was just that understanding that not everyone will sort of not understand, but connect with what I'm doing and um they might not want to be part of it either so it's just giving people that space and respecting their decision and then trusting that the universe will send me the right person of course along the way
0: and in every step is about loving yourself because i think that when we accept certain situations at work, in our personal lives, from our family, from our friends, is because we haven't fully accepted ourselves. Yeah, this is becoming a Tuesdays education Tuesdays for <laughs> the soul. Uh, we have to change the concept of the podcast altogether. So, tell me, what is the most important lesson that you have learned in life?
1: For in your me, thirty-one
0: years of of wow. life,
1: yeah, by far the most important lesson has been learning to feel comfortable in my own skin the minute that i fell in love with myself again and i i discovered what i have inside like in my core my essence i started developing different traits that i didn't know i had like i started painting i started reading writing and like connecting with this creative side that i wasn't aware i had and not only that helped me find my balance and meditate in a way, for for me, like painting my wall or whatever I'm doing, and even writing helps me meditate, but it also helped me understand that whatever people think of me is not my business. Right. And that that was key for me when it comes to my family. that takes a lot of power.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not easy.
1: Yeah. So when it came to my family and my friends and even my closest friends, we've had conversations where I tell them like, that's your opinion, and maybe it's a mirror, and you're mirroring whatever you're feeling, but like, I'm, I'm okay with what I'm doing, I'm okay with these decisions, and just understanding that the one that knows me best is me, like myself, because I'm, I'm in this body, I'm in this mind, so I know what I'm going through on a daily basis, and that was the biggest lesson in the past four years, and my entire life. <laughs> Who has
0: had the biggest influence in you?
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> That question, I would say uh, a lot of people, but it's like random people that you meet along the way. Like, first of all, and I know this, um, some people might think that it's ego, but it's not. I always tell people the biggest influencer is going to be yourself because you're going to set a goal and then you're going to achieve it and you're going to realize how good it feels and you're going to start connecting with your essence, which is beautiful. But for me, it's been just traveling around the world and meeting random strangers that for some reason know what to say at the precise moment to lead you to the, to the path that you're supposed to go to. From, from even you that I met you in, in Costa Rica, in Costa like randomly, Rica. Right. like Carmen that I'm working with right now. So it's, it's been women and men that have come into my life when I least expected them. And some of them stayed and some of them left, but they left me with truly important lessons
0: that's beautiful yeah yes Karen Busquets such a wonderful person like and I know beautiful. that you're
1: doing a project together yes, and I love and, uh, it
0: can't wait for it uh, to be <laughs> honest we need it we need a lot of the information because so I think there's a lot of, of judgment you know when I decided to do the podcast on education it, it's more than education you yeah. know and I say educating the soul is because we need to enrich ourselves and so when you just said you know I don't want to sound arrogant I mean I read I want to inspire people, uh, and you're inspiring people. And many many will say, well, that's arrogant. Well, what's the problem? If it, why, because it comes out of, of a woman? Because if a man says something like that, wow, he's sure of himself. There's nothing wrong with inspiring other people. I'm sure you get inspired by other people exactly. in turn.
1: Exactly. I think that's what we need to discover and sort of connect with the idea that we're here in this world to inspire and be inspired and that's our major goal and instead of competing so much that was something completely different for me when I left as a banker I was competing with women and men and then I left banking and I jumped into this conscious and mindful world and journey that I chose to embark on and I had to understand that I wasn't competing with anyone like I was just trying to become a better human being and then try to inspire others and lift each other up. And that's something that I always tell, especially women, because women get, God, they, we can compete when we want to compete. <laughs> so that's the first thing that I tell people. I'm like, why compete when you can collaborate, like help each other, help right. each other grow. Right. And I think that's, that's our biggest struggle as humans and also the most beautiful and magical one.
0: Right. Absolutely. There are a lot of young people and I meet them all the time that want to make a difference. Um, what advice would you give them
1: Um, the first one would be that um, get to connect with yourself first I know that a lot of people want to inspire and do good and change the world but you can especially if you're either becoming an influencer or an entrepreneur you can build something conscious if you're not a mindful human being like ha- you have to start with that inner journey first and you have to become the version that you're, that you admire in other people. You have to become the person that makes you smile every morning once you look at yourself in the mirror. And then once you have that pure and uplifting energy flowing in your body, you can transmit and irradiate onto that onto other people and start inspiring. But you can create something conscious if you're not mindful because ego is going to get the best of you wherever you are. Yeah.
0: And it's hard to go deep inside. Yeah. I mean, it's not something that you wake up in the morning and you're going to be like, well, I'm going to be more conscious. It's something that you build. It's work. It's work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's work. I mean, I have to tell you confession that, you know, I've left the corporate world, became an entrepreneur as well, very recently. <laughs> uh, and I'm still in that process. I mean, I... I haven't reached the level where I want to be at. But I know that I'm in the right process and I felt more lights. And, and it's not, you know, somebody told me once, oh, you know, uh, is that you were burned out. And I'm like, no, you're late. You're late 10 years. I was <laughs> burned out 10 years yeah. ago. <laughs> so yeah. it's, just, it's just that, you, you know, it's perception of people and also yourself, but it's a lot of work. Um, tell us about you growing up a little bit about who was Valeria (laughs) when she was not uh, a vegan, a chef, uh,
1: going on zip Um, lines
0: and buying eco-friendly
1: clothes. Who was Valeria? I obviously grew up in Bolivia. Mm -hmm. So I was born and raised in Bolivia. I lived there until I was 18 and then moved to the U.S. for college. And I've always been the rebel in my family. My mom would call me the rebel because I was just doing my own thing. Like if I wanted something, I didn't care what people said. I would chase that. I was very athletic. I loved sports, sports, tennis, track and field, um, some golf too. Never vegan. I wasn't vegan or vegetarian. I would eat a lot of meat as a kid, like raw meat, any type of meat. I loved it. But I always loved writing. So that's what I tell people, like if, you're, if you don't know what your essence is all about and you don't know what your passion is, go back in time. Like go back to that 13-year-old kid, like what did you like to do when you were 13 years old? And for me is, and my parents can tell you this, it's so crazy, um, for me it was writing. I loved to write. And it was, I would play entrepreneur when I was <laughs> in my room, like I would pretend that I had a business and things like that. <laughs> And acting, for some reason, like I loved acting and I wanted to be an actress, but that didn't happen. But influencing is sort of like that because I'm behind the camera 20, which Absolutely. is, it has that trait. So those were the things that I loved the most. And now, like fast forward time, now I get to sit down and I start analyzing. And I'm like, oh my God, like I knew it since I was little. I knew what I wanted to be. I just got lost throughout the way. I got lost in college, I got lost in school, and now it makes sense. So that's, that was me. When I was a teenager and then I came to the U.S. for college, studied international business, jumped into the banking world, and that is what led me to become the person that I am today.
0: So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to start on a journey of a more eco-friendly life?
1: Um, it would be that, like start with the daily baby steps that you can change in your, in your habits and in your rituals. So you you don't have any plastic in your house? I for I do, because there are a few brands that I work with that are eco-friendly, but they still use plastic, which right. is my biggest fight right now. Um, Even natural beauty brands, what I do with that is either I recycle it or I reuse it. So, for example, Mrs. Mayer's is a brand that I love for cleaning products. It's all non-toxic and with essential oils, and it comes in a plastic bottle. So what I did is I keep reusing it. So I keep uh, adding, I create my own cleaning product now, so I put like... <laughs> water essential oils and then apple cider vinegar and i just keep reusing the bottle and i keep cleaning and my house smells delicious 24/7. wait a second i'm gonna use that yes it's the best thing ever like i i started doing that and it changed my life and now my cleaning lady is doing it too <laughs> so behind my back she's adding essential oils to everything and then i come home and it smells delicious so it's it's, it's nice but that's that's the thing it's finding the balance because obviously we We live in a world where plastic is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Even in things that you don't think that have plastic, you're going to buy them and then realize that they have plastic. So for me, it was understanding that I can't feel guilty if I bought it by mistake, or if someone gifted it to me, or if I'm in the middle of nowhere in a third world country and there's no water but a plastic bottle, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna yes, drink and it. You're
0: gonna drink it. Yes, because so, it's not alienating the conversation. Before we started the podcast, we're talking about this, which is very important. You want people to respect you, yeah, exactly. And you want people to accept you of who you are and your lifestyle choices. We also have to be respectful of other people. Yeah, we just need to educate that there is a better life out there, exactly. and when you take care of the environment you take care of your soul you feel better yeah valeria smiling the entire podcast <laughs> you know it's incredible and it comes from within you can tell that you're at peace
1: yeah
0: i mean it's it's a beautiful feeling you're
1: making me blush thank no, you no no but i think
0: i mean what i and i see that you write very well and and i follow you I encourage you to follow her because um you know every every post has very deep thoughts that were that you know put out with with feelings and, and honesty. And I think that you con- that's why you connect with a lot of people. And that's why you're able to transmit the message today. So I always finish the podcast by saying that, yes, you can. I know it sounds nothing very special, but I believe that you can do anything you want in life. Yeah. Right? I if, totally you, if you agree. decide mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. The journey is not going to be easy.
1: Oh, no, it's not. But it's worth it. That's what I tell people. Like, whatever is worth it in life, it's not going to be easy. And you're going to struggle a lot, but then you're going to reach that point where the universe does listen and it meets you halfway. So it's, I believe in the law of attraction. I've seen it work and um, whatever we think, whatever we say, we're actually attracting that. So the key throughout these, the struggle of in life is just keeping a positive mindset and understanding that it's actually all about your perspective in life and how you act, not only react, and um, what you're, you want to create and what you want to attract into your life. So that's... And that's what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly.
0: So this has been wonderful. I want to know more. Can't wait for the book. Thank Can't you. wait for your project with Carmen Busquets. And continue to educate and, and travel the world. And you know what's beautiful? I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who are at home and whose lives are oh. tough. There are people that are sick. There are people that don't have opportunities. And suddenly, there you come along and you're you're taking them around the world. For that, God bless the internet (laughs) and social media. Yes. So thank you, Valerie. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Ella.